Hey there, this is Emily. And this is Rosa. Welcome to the Unchecked Podcast. We are two women from two different countries who will talk about living life in their late 20s. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our latest episode. Um, So today, me and Rosa thought it'll be nice to check in with each other. Um, It's been six months since the pandemic, and we thought it'd be great just to talk about um, how the pandemic has changed our way of life, um, talking about our relationships with our friends and family, how it's changed the hobbies and the work that we do, uh, as well as our mental well-being. So Rosa, start us off. Um, How has COVID changed your day-to-day lifestyle? Well, first of all, I don't go to work anymore. So it has saved me a lot of time on my commute. I work from home, which I love. I love working from home because I get a lot more time to myself, my hobbies. And also because I really, really like, because of the nature of my work, which is programming, I really need to have like peace and quiet, right? And I'm in France, so a lot of the culture here is that people go and have coffee and eat and, and you know, like they're very social. Like there's a lot of things going on, right? And sometimes it's hard for me to like sit there and actually get to the mood of working when people are interrupting me all the time. So I really enjoy having my own time where I get to just be in front of my computer and just code for a couple hours. It makes me feel more productive. I feel like I actually finish things. And also, like I feel like because of the commute, I mean, my commute was never that long. It was less than an hour. So I know compared to New York Times, it wasn't that long. But still, like I like having that autonomy back you know of not having to just be you sitting there like a zombie in the metro what about you yeah oh my god zombie in the metro it's so funny because i'm quite the opposite i really enjoy the train rides like back and to work because it's really that one hour for me is allows me to reflect to listen to music um to just like decompress before i actually start work uh, but my day-to-day obviously is also very different at my organization, so I work for an education nonprofit. We're actually switching virtually all until August of 2021. So basically, this is gonna be my life for the next wow. year. Well, that's great. Mm-hmm. I think the most more companies should do that. I'm telling you. I mean, so I work with a lot of schools too um, in New York City, and you know how the, for the DOE they're reopening schools. Actually, oh, like in the awful. next few days. Yeah, we're recording this on 9-16, but there already have been so many confirmed cases, you know, unofficially from teachers, and it's honestly not sustainable, especially um, in these schools that have, like, really poor ventilation. All to say, I think my organization made a great decision to not go back um, into work until next year, but obviously, it really depends on your situation, right? So for me, I'm very lucky enough to have my own room. And I also have parents that really respect my personal space. So like I can set up my own routines, like waking up in the morning, doing my exercises, going straight into work without there much of their interference. I know there have are situations where my friends or my coworkers, you know, they're living with multi-generational families. They might have to take care of people in their family or they have siblings running around, right? So corralling them as they go back to school. So 
for me, I, I think I've been able to set up a routine where it's pretty easy um, to transition to virtual. And honestly, I can't really imagine going back to work because the commute time, while I loved it at the same time, it's like I get two and a two and a half hours back. And so I'm able to be more productive in yes. other things or, you know, work on this podcast or, you know, take a walk instead of having to like be on a train car for two, two and a half hours. So, and I like it's that been pretty you bring good. that up because like, that's one of the things like, I don't know if, you, I mean, obviously you, your listeners don't know, but we started this podcast during the pandemic and I feel like mm-hmm. a lot of people forgot in time back, right? Because capitalism consumes you the nine to five consumes you that's all you have like literally you go it takes you an hour to get to work you work then it takes you an hour to come back by the time you're back you are too tired you have to do chores Mm -hmm. and you only have energy to just watch a movie right so i feel like a lot of us have been privileged i mean those of us who have been privileged to be able to work from home and like have this type of office jobs we have gotten a lot of uh our time back so we are able to work more of our hobbies i feel like more efficient not only in my work life but also in my personal life like i have more projects that i'm working on i have Mm -hmm. more put more time on my hobbies i just moved to a new apartment so i have put like i literally became latinx martha's tour you know without (laughs) fiction uh you know trying to like you know put everything really cute as i like it i actually set up you know a really nice working environment with three uh, screens and like you know like i spent time and uh, energy to make it as cozy as i can so i feel more comfortable doing all my different projects that i'm working on yeah, get it with the screens, girl. I have two screens. I just got my second screen like Leo. a few weeks back and it's made a huge difference. Uh, but again, like, because I have also a pretty big room, I'm able to position it. So like during the workday, I have my like standing desk um, near the window, basically. And then once um, at the end of the day, around 6, 7 p.m., I actually push it back to the corner of my room. So it's like it becomes my room room now, you know, it's different. I'm not working. I'm not in that work mode anymore. Well, that's a really good tip, you know, kind of change it around. So it's kind of like your a mental switch that happens, right? Yeah. Really good. That's a really good way of seeing things because for example, my office is literally right next to my bed. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes like, you know, sometimes I, I have in a bad day and I literally just grab my computer and sit on my bed and work from there. So it happens. Yeah, Rosa sent me an image today, I think, where she was in a meeting and she had like her legs propped up against the screen because she wasn't sharing her video. And it was hilarious because she was also like, weren't you playing Animal Crossing? Yes, I actually. (laughs) Oh, my God. My oh, my God. My island is popping. It's so much fun. But anyway, it's because like now because of what is happening. Um. We have a lot more meetings because, you know, people want Mm -hmm. to feel the human touch or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a lot of meetings where people just talk and it's just boring. I won't disclose where I work, but you can just imagine it's one of the big software companies out there. So, you know, there's a lot of like culture and like, oh, we all have to be happy and we're so happy that to pump. We gotta be pumped up. Oh my God. So exciting. You know, <laughs> and I'm just like that millennial that is like surrounded by my new fresh batch of you know gen gen c's who are like oh my god this is the worst and i'm just like yeah working sucks welcome to real life and yeah so that's why i like 
praying my Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I mean, yeah, I was thinking just in terms of the idea of capitalism. Recently, I've seen a few articles just about COVID in general, right? It's disproportionately impacting people of color. And that's because, you know, while like I am privileged enough to be have an office job, there's tons of people out there that have to go back into work, right? Going onto that commute where it's packed, um, having to interact or be in industries where they have to interact with a, a huge amount of people. So, for instance, like my mom, she works at an optometrist office. Um, and so she's been back at work since a few months ago. Um, luckily, they have the right PPE and all of that so that it minimizes um, contact with COVID. But at the same time, you can imagine other industries like, you know, Amazon warehouses or other like huge patient offices where you're interacting with folks on a daily basis. And that really contributes to um, COVID because some of these places don't necessarily have the right PPE protections for folks. I mean, to me, surprising, surprising and at the same time, not surprising. For example, I when I was in New York, I did volunteer hours in the Bronx and I actually taught some kids at a their their like taught SAT was a SAT tutor. And some of these schools didn't even have working water. So that's in a supposedly most powerful country in the world, there's no water in a school. But most mm -hmm. of my kids, they came from, like you said, multi-generation homes, can infect everyone in the house. Obviously, the grandparents are going to be the mostly, mostly the worst hit. Not only you infect one person, you infect the 10 people that live in this house. And that's why in the Bronx, especially, there were so many higher rates, you know, because of this setup. And also because there's no uh, safety net in the United States, right? Like, mm -hmm. We're told to save up for a rainy day, but not even, but big, big companies don't even save up for a rainy day. Like my brother, he had an offer. Um, and when he was going to start, COVID just hit. So they kind of took his, the offer back. And three months later, he was like, oh, well, things are getting a little bit better. Let me hit them up and see if I'll, I'm going to get my offer back or whatever. And this big company, folded like they actually are gone so mm. it's very interesting because we're told okay we need to save money if we have money if we have this if we have insurance we're gonna be okay and that's not the way that's not the way things are especially now because COVID has made us realize that it doesn't matter that that you have insurance if your neighbor doesn't have insurance you are also in danger girl you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's why, like, in France, I think, I mean, we also had our problems and our issues, but we, I feel like we dealt with it a lot better. Um, wearing a mask is not political. Everybody wears a mask. Nobody bitches about it. <laughs> and so we have been, you know, doing our best to let things go back to normal. It's very interesting because I feel like I want to just move this into like the relationship realm, right? I, you know, I read Reddit way too much and it was interesting to me to see the difference between how people, for example, like living together in the United States dealt with COVID compared to other countries. Because a lot of 
people move back. Like, you know, all those people that thought they were New Yorkers and all moved back to Arkansas where their parents were at, you know? <laughs> Arkansas, the, that's so specific. I love the memes, you know, that are out there. Are like, oh, all the people that lived in New York for five years and think they're New Yorkers, but now they're moving back to Florida. <laughs> well, that's hilarious because there's also a meme that says... Um, independence is seen when you move out of the house right and this is like a pandemic basically forces a lot of people to go back home and then their agents are like dude we've always been living with our parents what are you talking about fuck if i could live with my parents i would you know it's just a different perspective of things right um mm -hmm. it's just how mobility like you have to go back you have to do different things you know and maybe you left your house in small arkansas for a reason you know there, like I read so many things about uh, people that are gay who had to move back with their homophobic family because, you know, they lost their jobs and now they're back in this small town, you know, and so many other cases, you know, relationships during this time have been put to a lot of stress. Oh, yeah. Well, so my situation's different from yours, for sure. Um, I'm still living with my parents, but honestly, I think for the past six months, my relationship with my parents actually strengthened during this time. It really grounded me in the idea that like, you know, they are getting older. I, I feel like if COVID didn't hit, what I typically would do is, you know, after work or even on the weekends, just go out, enjoy my time with my friends and like not neglect my parents, but at the same time, not just like have those conversations with them and check in with them. But because there's just this abundant amount of time, where I'm mostly stay at home for the safety of me and my parents. Um, we have things like Mahjong days, right? Where we come together and play Mahjong or we like play Monopoly or we just like sit down and talk. And I think that's been really great. Um, but I am planning to move out next year. So, you know, it's kind of like enjoying what I have with my parents right now, but also knowing that like further down the line, my plan is to really live my own experience that other lifestyle too. Um, so how about you, Rosa, like relationships in particular with your family? So first of all, I'm going to tell you a story. This is hilarious. Mm. So right before um, Kobe hit, I broke up with my ex-boyfriend. Okay. So I was having a hard time, but it wasn't even about him because like, honestly, it was more about my grandma got sick and I was feeling a little bit down because of my, I really, like, I'm really close with my grandma and she's like the rock star of the family. And so I told my mom, mom, why don't you come here? And like, we travel, we do a little like Euro trip, right? So we're like, sure. So my best friend, you know, she and Ray, she's from China. So she was telling me like around February, I mean, and she lives she's from wuhan so you can just imagine she was telling me mm -hmm. oh there's this virus there's this going on rosa be careful though like i told her about my travel plans she was like i don't think that's a good idea right now and i was just like mm, i don't know like you know i watched uh john oliver he said not to like you know not to panic yet and so she was like look we're gonna go we might go on lockdown here this is like early february right right i'm just like mm, i don't know let's see and my mom gets here like second week of march that weekend we decide okay you know what we're tired my mom you know is a little older so we're just gonna you know chill and like because of what chinru was telling me i literally like bought so much food that was non-perishable and then the week later 
Macron told us, okay, well, we're going into confinement. <laughs> so then not only my mom was stuck in France. Um, so we were like, okay, what are we going to do? Then, then, you know, the president of the United States decided to also, I mean, close, close down the United States. And then there was no more incoming flights uh, from Europe. So she couldn't come back. And so long story short, my mom stayed here during all of the confinement uh, and then much later, she literally just left. She left on September 9th and she didn't go back to the United States because, you know, it's really bad over there. So she went mm -hmm. back. She went to Lima. Um, she went in with a humanitarian flight. Uh, and yeah, that's, that was that with my mom. And then I moved to a new apartment with my boyfriend. Um, oh, Rosa. Right now. Yeah. Development. Yeah, you know, like this. This is me, man. I'm a Pisces, bro. Like <laughs> I say, I'm a Pisces at least once. We should have, like, you know, our listeners should have a thing. Like every time Rosa says, "I'm a Pisces," drink a shot. I know we, that would be time, amazing. Every time Emily says, "Thanks for sharing," drink a shot. <laughs> every time, like, honestly, every time I say, you know, anyway, because yeah, but uh, yeah, we like we moved in together. What? in august and it has been great uh but you know like i feel like this is crazy but we we started talking we were sort of seeing each other in february but when confinement happened he went back to where he's from and so because he's not from paris he's from another village in france and in like we he was like oh yeah talk to me when you're bored and whatever and i was like yeah sure but for some reason, we started texting and we never stopped. <laughs> so Aww. we got really, really close. Um, and we like, I feel like you, especially during these times where I have lit we literally seen like the human cost that this disease has happened. Like I lived like in, in Paris before I lived in the 19 and I was right next to um, like a elderly place you know, for the elderly. And I've seen so many people just being taken out in ambulances. So wow. things become more real, right? And like pretty much death was at my door. So I don't know. Like I just, like it, I felt like I was, it made me feel more grounded and less guarded. So it was easier to start a relationship with, with him. And so we moved in together and we've been here for two months and it's been great. Uh, he works, he has to go to work, which I guess in a way is good because he's also a programmer. So we kind of like have our own space to work. Uh, and yeah, I mean, besides him and my couple of friends, I don't really hang out with that many people. Like I was telling you before we started this, I become like, you know, like a wild cat that doesn't really mm -hmm. like... I don't really like too many people. Like when I see too many people, I kind of get anxious. Like I love my solitude. I mean, I've been living by myself for years, like five years, I think probably more. Like, well, alone, like on my own, I think I have been living three years on my own. So it was kind of a good thing that my mom was here and lived with me for six, for six months. So I was getting prepared to like move in with someone else because I live by myself, like only by myself for three years so i had become you know like right very like not used to live with other people and stuff what about you emily 
Yeah. So every time we hear, what about you, Rosa? Or what about you, Emily? Let's also take a shot. We're all seriously. <laughs> um, but for me, um, honestly, like when the quarantine happens, y- y'all know about the panic attack when we talked about um, our mental health episode. But I was just really worried because even though as much as I like to say that I'm an introvert, I realize I am an extrovert. Like Girl, I need energy from people. You is an extrovert. What are you talking about? Really? I don't know. Anyway, well, I don't know. Like I'm just worried when I live on my own, I really need to figure out like how to have time for myself because I realize like I'm lucky to live with my parents because I think that's feeding into my extrovertedness, right? So when there are times when I be, I'm in my room, I could say my room is fine. Like I could like suck in that energy. But sometimes I always like go out into their room and like start talking to my parents or like let's play mahjong or do all these things because like I need that. I crave that human interaction. Um, but in terms of my friends, I think like when quarantine first happened, I was very adamant on setting like Zoom calls with like my different groups of friends. Like I have my high school friends. I have a few friends like I met from work you know, some friends that were like way back in middle school. So kind of setting up a routine to mm-hmm. have a weekly or even a bi-weekly check-in to catch up. I think recently these days, I mean, I just have a lot of personal things going on and then work also started picking up. So I don't really do these as often, but I do find myself being that person to coordinate logistics for things. I mean, I am planning my friend's bachelorette party, so I think it makes sense. But what? What? <laughs> but yeah, I think like now I feel like I am becoming more of a hermit in the fact that like I don't think I've talked to anyone. Actually, no, I did talk to my coworker recently. But all I'm saying is like it's not as frequent as before because I'm I sometimes honestly spend the entire day on Zoom, so I get like Zoom fatigue. I don't want to talk to no one on a screen. Like maybe I I'll just do a workout or I'll just like listen to a podcast, but I don't want to physically see anyone. Like, I remember one time when I had three meetings, two hours each, and then, like, a final check-in meeting for 30 minutes. The moment I closed my screen, I literally just laid on my bed, stared at the ceiling, and just zoned out for a complete hour because I was just so exhausted. <laughs> um, but all to say, yeah, that's I think that's how I connect with friends and family. But at the same time, I also feel like this is a great time to connect with friends that you haven't talked to in so long. So like one thing I did was that I know Rosa, you and me and Wanji and Diane, um, we all did like a get together. So they were our friends before and like Rosa's roommates. Um, Before then, we just did like a quick hangout. But I also did a hangout with friends from Chinese University where I studied abroad, you know, like, because it's just the internet, I feel like we're more comfortable reaching out to people maybe we haven't connected to in like a few years just to like maintain that connection because you don't really need to see them in person you could just see them on the screen yeah that's true i mean i remember like at the very beginning of the quarantine i was like you know doing workouts with my friends and like you know like i was so committed and then yeah. I went for weeks of like just being in my bed and working from my bed because I was just it was the world was too much. And yeah. then again being committed. Like it's just a different way of life, I think. That that's where that's pretty much what it is, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like all the introverts have thrived, you know? If you're an introvert right now, <laughs> this is your time to shine. 
be happy that you only like to talk to pets in parties you know like that's hilarious freaking let your freak fry like you know flag fry like honestly you guys are good like me i'm a chameleon i can be both you know but right. i'm gonna tell you like i am doing so well like i just finished a bubble bath and i'm just like so like really like i and then before that i watched sex in the city while eating dinner and before that i read a book and i'm just like i really like my life the way it is i feel like But if I would, if this would have happened when I was 22, it would have been really different because like I said, be, like I told you before this, my personality at 22 was going out and that was literally it. <laughs> so um, if you're a young person listening to this, I don't know what to tell you. I mean, you know, do Zoom parties and party with your friends via Zoom because I understand the need to rage. So, uh, but yeah, now that I'm older, <laughs> I feel like I have developed hobbies and other things that I just can, you know, kind of enjoy myself because I feel like the problem with this quarantine it has given us a lot of time. So it has given us a lot of time, and a lot of us don't know what to do. Like, we're ready. There's no more Game of Thrones, you know? There was no mm -hmm. basketball, no football. Like, you know, all of my friends, like back home in Miami, it's like, what the hell are we going to do if we cannot complain about the Dolphins, you know? A lot of us, like a lot of people, their conversations, their day-to-day -day life, like was so about what everything exterior, nothing interior, you know? Right, right. It basically, it's like reflecting yourself. Like what, what is my hobby if not going out to brunch on the weekends <laughs> or getting drinks with my coworkers after work, right? Like what is there to life really? If you think about us philosophically, if not hang out and spending money with friends exactly let's just go there emily yeah let's go there like i feel like that's that's the big issue because i i really feel like a lot of us freaked out because when it came to just having on that extra time to just sit at home or just not you know having time to like other things to distract you because literally that's what it is like all this extra like football soccer basketball all these extra things are just distractions you know so now mm -hmm. you're in this house by yourself or with your family and then you're thinking first of all the healthcare system is shit capitalism is gonna be the death of us like all these things you know and you're just like what the hell can i do And that's where the dark thoughts start happening, you know? I think that's one of the reasons why, you know, the protesting has been going on and it's still going on because people are tired and fed up. And that's why I think that we talked about this in our breaking up episode. It's always good to cultivate yourself. Well, so I guess like, On that note, Rosa, how has that affected your like mental well-being during this time, during the six months? Where was it in waves? Did, were there times where you felt like all hope was lost, and some days you were happy? How how was that process? Well, I gotta say that I was I was mostly like I went through a really bad period in the beginning of the year because of my grandma, like I said before. So I was already like, oh damn! I already my rock bottom quota for the for the year was already hit before the quarantine. So I didn't have any more. 
like I, no but like honestly I was fine like sometimes like yes sometimes I didn't want to work out and I was just like chilling in my bed but I didn't like kind of I didn't I, I was more um okay with doing that like I didn't punish myself for not being as productive you know I think that a lot of us especially if you grew up in the United States being productive is so important so if when you're not productive you kind of feel bad so I kind of was more I get myself more of a lead way I haven't lived with my mom since I was like 18 or I don't know like since a while let's just say since a while so like it has been like it was really good to have her there and it really helped our relationship but mentally I think I tried I always been an avid reader and I always love philosophy so like just sitting there pondering about life has been the way that I have spent most of my time especially when but because also I, I'm not scared of going there anymore I'm not scared of like getting into the abyss and like Nietzsche said staring back at it you know yeah. like I'm not afraid of that anymore so I think that has helped me I mean obviously there's still a lot for me to learn and so that gives me more of wanting to read more and discover more and also a lot of things became available right we could go into museums virtually and stuff like that so mm-hmm. that was good how about you emily for me i think in the beginning i like you know had a mental breakdown it was just like didn't know how to adjust um like you know because personally with my family there were other things going on but what has really helped with my journey is that I'm able to like do a routine and you know like Rosa you're gonna laugh at me but like I'm the type of American that needs productivity or I feel like my day has been like useless so I'm honestly trying on the weekends not to like have a plan in my head but most of the time I at least have like three or five things I want to do on any given day so like especially for work I wake up at a certain time. I, you know, do like a warm up activity, make sure I'm like ready to go. And like my mind is like kind of awake. I have my breakfast and then like I start work. And so, you know, like work already takes up like eight hours of my life, which Mm -hmm. is great. After I end work, I either like read a book, watch a drama or like hang out with my parents. So like knowing that that will be at least for five out of seven of my days has really helped. And then I think on the weekends in the beginning, like, it was a little bit hard because I end up sometimes I end up getting bored, you know, like there's only so many books you can read, especially if you're like in a given mood. Sometimes yes. I have this thick book and I'm like, oh, I want to read this. But like, I don't want to read about the price of inequality right now, you know, it's shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, in the beginning, it's been hard. I like recently I've been actually going out with my parents, um, driving out of the city. Sometimes we go to like a nearby beach or we drive all the way to like Long Island or New Jersey just to be in nature which I found has really helpful but I also think it's a little bit hard too because now I'm like looking forward and planning my weekends right so I need to try to find a better balance of being able to enjoy the day without planning out the day which is something like I think as a type a person and you know Rosa and I have this like 30 page google document of like our content calendar for our podcast and things like that like that's just how I live my life so I'm trying to be like more chill um, and getting tips from other people about it too, like slowing you, slowing your roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just chilling out, which is like, I don't know why it's so hard for me. It's just like I just need to know. I feel like it's, it's sometimes really hard for me when I don't know if, especially if I make plans with people, if I talk to people, like I need to know what time because I'm also have X, Y, and Z I need to do before then, right? Chores or like 
podcast work or like regular work. And so the uncertainty of that really makes me nervous. And I'm trying to figure out how to not do that. <laughs> you know, that's very interesting because now that I am with someone that is even less of a planner than I am, um, I actually find myself kind of being like you are to me sometimes. I was like, okay, t I mean, okay, when are we doing this? And like, you know, why, where, how, when, you know, all these right. questions. And now I get it because like it's hard, you know, to plan, especially like, especially when you're, when you are planning with someone that doesn't see planning in the same way as you do, right? Like, for mm -hmm. example, just like makes plans with his friends, like, oh, in two hours, we're going to go play volleyball. And I'm just like, okay. Like, I mean, I want to play volleyball, but to me, it's like, wow, that is so last minute, you know? Like, that was not in my calendar. That was that was not written here. I already had vacuum cleaning, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> like I don't know. Like, I, I have become, like, I really need to, like, you know, like, have it, like, have some structure. And... I have learned and learning how to like, um, you know, deal with that, deal with different styles of thinking. Because before when I lived alone, I didn't really care, you know? Right. And you I, had your own schedule. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But I mean, it's, it's going well, but now I totally understand you. And then the unknown is actually sometimes gives you more anxiety, you know? Yeah, yeah. Rosa, you know what I mean. You get it. It's just like, even with work, I don't know if it works for you too, but I need, if I have like a checklist of tasks I need to do, I need to make sure every single task is done before the end of the day. Like, I don't like stuff to linger to the next day because sometimes I end up thinking about it like at night for some reason or I have nightmares about it. Like, I just need to do it. Um, but actually, it's a really good way for me too because it gives me, I, I would say, a healthy sense of pressure to finish everything within a given amount of time. I would say, like, even when talking to my coworkers, a lot of people say that I'm really efficient with my time, which is great. Yeah, and that's good to be efficient. But also, like, you have to give yourself, you know, some time to relax. And yeah. not every single minute of your time is going to be productive. And that's okay. That's true. How do we not? I don't know. It's such an American thing, though, yeah. productivity. I mean, because French people ain't like that. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> maybe maybe i should maybe i should go to france and then like die under the anxiety of not getting things done but then like after a few months be like the totally chill person do you think that could happen to me i mean i'm still low-key sometimes like you know sometimes it's just too much chill for me like sometimes <laughs> like i literally dare being crushed by that why are we still having like why are we still having a two-hour lunch when we have all these other things to do you know oh that's that's too much like sometimes it's just too much for me but at the same time I have learned to deal with it you know like yeah so I think I love to wrap up the episode just talking about moving forward right even after this pandemic ends you know whenever it does I mean a vaccine um, how can we actually take what we learned from this pandemic and apply it to our daily lives when things are back to normal. Well, I think one thing is just to make sure that you have a plan B. Uh, make sure that, you know, like sometimes we just live for the moment and it's good to have, like, especially for me, like 
the pandemic made me realize that I shouldn't be spending as much as I was spending and try to save up more. And I also have learned that I need to learn how to let go. I actually had like a little like meltdown, like, but not even like an actual mental breakdown, just me being a brat because I was upset that I couldn't go to blog because my paperwork are still being, um, they're still working on my paperwork because of the COVID situation. The paperwork are pushed back. So I have learned to roll with the punches, you know? And is, is it because you're a Pisces? Bro, I think okay. so. I, it's because I'm American and I'm a brat. Like, literally. You know? Like, you tell me, oh my god, in France, everything is, you need to be male. Everything needs to be male. Like, I did my, you know how I did my taxes here? I printed my taxes. I wrote them, you know, with pen. And then <laughs> I put them in an envelope and I used the mail service to send them, you know. What's an envelope? Yeah. <laughs> also, please, I'll, people, please um, use the post service, you know. Mm-hmm. Shout Before out. The USPS. Shout out to the USPS. Keep it going. Buy stamps. Even if you don't use the mail, it's stamps something to do you know anyway so that's how you do things here so i have learned to just chill the hell out you know like you cannot plan for anything i gotta be grateful because at the end of the day like that's nothing compared to like all of these other stories that we're getting out of covid you know so mm-hmm. i have learned a to be grateful b to roll with the punches to be more frugal c what I learned, I think really similar to you, is to be grateful. Like, I always think about when we went, me and Famita went to Korea or when I traveled abroad. And I I didn't realize how lucky I am, right, to be able to go all these places without having an entire visa application process. Like, without having to think about where I'm living or things like that. And so being grateful for traveling in the future, I, me and Famita already decided literally when we go back to Korea by at least over 30, we're going to spend all our money there because we want to like take back what we lost this past two years because we were planning to go again this year. Um, I think for me, relationships with family and friends, being grateful about it, but also knowing that like at the end of this pandemic, to be honest, it's when you know who are your friends and who aren't your friends. So lucky enough, like, you know, my friends are pretty close and we connect once in a while, but I feel like it really tests your friendships in a way where if y'all didn't connect over COVID, right? Like how can you actually sustain them after it? Because like, basically, if you're pretty safe and you don't go out as often as you do, it's going to be a while, like also a year until you actually can see them again. So it's like thinking about how do you really keep those relationships sustainable? And then last but not least, I think like, you know, I, I did mention how like, I need to be productive, but I think what the mindset of living for myself and taking care of myself is so important. Um, I think I went through a lot of shit this year. And so that only really prepares me for such a better, stronger mentality for next year and how to approach it. Like just knowing that like we went through COVID as millennials and we survived, you know what I'm saying? Like how many people can actually say that? Because there have been so many moments where people could have broken down or things might have happened and we've like lost hope, but we've survived for six months and i think that's like a testament itself that's true another shit that we went through 9 11 what else recession like we have been donald through trump. everything donald trump oh my god we have been through everything people vote 
That's all I gotta yes. say. I think we should end our podcast with a PSA that, well, at least for New York, you could submit your absentee ballots. So vote because this election is going to be very important for the next future generations to come. So on that note, we'll see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye.